0: Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Cotto-Sullivan, I'm your host of this podcast. I'm going to talk about the many facets of A Journey to Inner Wisdom. As with any journey, there are many ways to get there. And in this journey, there are many tools available to guide us on the journey, as well as the people who will also guide and mentor us. I'm going to talk about the ABCs of A Journey to Inner Wisdom, as I see it, awareness, beliefs and perception, curiosity and creativity, discernment and direction, the Enneagram and energy, focus, flow and flourish, and gratitude, generosity and grace. Now, as you can see, it really is the ABCDEFGs of an inner journey to wisdom. And I'm sure there will be more um, as, as we progress. So from time to time, I will invite guests to join the conversation and share their journeys and the tools and guides who journeyed with them. And you will hear about my own ongoing journey. I hope you will join me for this adventure. Episode three, awareness, beliefs, and perceptions. Welcome to episode three of A Journey to Inner Wisdom, and thanks for listening. Last episode, I talked about awareness. Today, I will talk about our beliefs and perceptions. And at the same time, awareness will be underlying the conversation, sometimes quietly and sometimes in a more noisy kind of way. And we'll begin to see the interconnectedness that exists between all of these topics. Let's start with the words themselves. So the definition of belief from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary is something that is accepted, considered to be true, or held as an opinion, something believed. The In the old English, it was more about um, confidence reposed in a person or a thing. And that meaning came about in, in about the 12th century. Now, perception is the way you think about or understand someone or something. Again, from the Merriam-Webster dictionary. To perceive, That meaning came about in about 1300s, meant to become aware of or gain knowledge of. So here we have awareness coming into the meaning of these words as well. In 1827, the meaning is recorded as intuitive or direct recognition of some innate quality. And a percept, which is from the word perception, is an impression of an object obtained by the use of the senses. So I'm just going to read a quote from Eckhart Tolle. I did a few of his quotes in the last podcast, and I want to read this one in terms of um, beliefs and perceptions. The primary cause of unhappiness is never the situation, but the thought we have about it. Be aware of the thoughts that you are thinking. Separate them from the situation, which is always neutral. It is as it is. So my perception creates my belief system. I will call my belief system several different things today. Private logic, unconscious beliefs, mistaken logic. My perception is what happens in the world around me as a continuation of my imagination and my memories, as well as the many ways that I am aware of the world. From this combination, I have created a belief system that tints everything I experience in my world. My perception leads me to certain conclusions about myself, the world, people, relationships, work, love, sex, money, everything. It's like wearing rose-colored glasses. Everything is tinted. The rose color is created by our own unique belief system, which can keep us trapped and unable to move forward. And I forget that I have rose-colored glasses on. And so I believe with all my heart and soul and mind that the world is pink. So here's an example of private logic or an explanation of private logic from an Adlerian perspective. And and you'll hear me talk about Alfred Adler, not a lot, but I, I will always go back to Adler because that's my background. Private logic is another one of Adler's major constructs. Private logic provides a life pattern that brings in childhood, and provides a compass by which to live. Because we are part of a larger social system and must learn to interact with that system, we develop our own set of rules to help us overcome our feelings of inferiority and achieve our goals. Private logic is unique to each person and sometimes is not logical. The goal in Adlerian therapy is to understand a person's private logic, to help the person better understand where his or her beliefs get in the way of daily function, to lessen the faulty thinking of private logic, and to help people change its framework to see things in a more healthy way. Private logic is unique, and feelings of superiority or fear of inferiority are meaningful only to the individual, end of quote. So I create my reality from my perception. That perception is a culmination of my early memories, my family of origin, the conclusions I came to as a child, and the messages I heard every day from my family. And the evidence I've gathered to support this perception that I hold as my truth. I've also gathered a tribe that supports my perspective. We are usually not aware of what our private belief system is. We created it as children, and it is like the operating system of a computer. It's there, but we can't see it. We just use it and trust that it's working. So how did we create this belief system? Well, as children, we're pretty smart. We observe, we inspect our little world, and we figure out how to get our basic needs met, to get attention, to get quiet time, get someone to read to us, whatever it is that we need. If you have been around small kids, you you can figure out what they're up to most of the time. And in the process, we watch and we observe as children what is going on in our world. We pick up the beliefs of our caretakers, our parents, our grandparents, our aunts, our uncles, if we have a nanny, daycare workers, those we spent the most time with. Then from this unconscious belief system, we attempt to get our needs met. And we also draw conclusions from all of these observations that that we notice in our lives. So here's the rub. We keep this belief system into adulthood. And the belief system was formed by a child with limited experience in a limited world. So for many people, their private logic works. When it doesn't, it's like finding yourself in Paris, but you have a map of London. And you say, where am I? what am I doing here? Let me tell you a little bit about my life and uh, an example of one aspect of my private logic that I've unearthed over the years. I grew up as the oldest of five children on a farm. My dad was first generation Ukrainian Russian, and there was a general suspicion of other people by our family, which came from my babka as my dad was a pretty kind and happy, friendly guy. My grandmother couldn't read or write English, so she was naturally wary because she could not understand all that was happening. She spoke some English, but was certainly not fluent. The distress was passed on. As a child, this atmosphere was integrated into my belief system. We shared a house with my babka until I was eight. I spent a lot of time with her. I was a favorite, and I knew I was spoiled when I was with her. As a young adult, I remember becoming aware that I found cashiers and sales clerks a bit cranky. Now, I had part-time jobs during school um, to pay my way, and I was not cranky. I was was a pretty cheerful cashier and sales clerk. But my experience of those people was not the same. So one day I became aware, actually after doing some pretty intense therapy and self-development work, that if I changed my perspective, perhaps the salespeople and cashiers would be different. And I might have a different experience when shopping. So I experimented. And over time, I did realize it was all about how I was showing up at the store and how I was at the checkout. Suddenly, I realized that an old belief had tinted the way I saw the world. And I get it. Sometimes people have a bad day. I will give them that. But it wasn't about them for the most part. It was about me. So only by entering into a deeper level of awareness was I able to examine my private logic, release what I didn't want and create a new way of being in the world. Until I was aware, it was like I had no choice about how I was reacting or interacting with the world around me. My unconscious beliefs, my private logic ruled. Once conscious, I had a choice. I could continue to believe that all salespeople and cashiers were cranky, or I could make up a new story. So my underlying perception, the private logic i had created as a child, worked for me then, but as an adult, it didn't. I had picked this up from my family of origin, my babka in particular, whom I loved and spent as much time as I could with, with her. I learned to not trust certain people. In my world, that meant people did not have my best interest in mind, which when shopping was to give me a pleasant experience. But I was the one being cranky, so... So who wants to be nice to a cranky customer, right? Now, there's another layer to this. I was the oldest of five. And as I said, I was spoiled by my babka. I just expected unconsciously to continue to be spoiled many years after. Of course, I didn't realize this until much later in adulthood, when I realized something was amiss when I got cranky, when things didn't go my way. As a kid, I knew how to get what I wanted from my babka in terms of love, attention, and treats. Didn't always work with my parents, if I remember correctly. And there are many other stories about my private o- logic that I have unearthed, but more of that later. So our perception of the world, relationships, people, work, money, love, sex, freedom, everything is all colored by those early unconscious conclusions that we, come, we came to as kids. It worked for us then. Goen says it well, the window through which you look determines what you see. However, I wanted to point out that as children, despite the fact that we could figure out our world in our little minds and hearts, we did not have the bigger picture of the world. I did not understand that the reason my grandmother did not trust people was because she did not fully understand what was going on around her due to her limited English and not being able to read and write. I also know that she came from a country that was repressive, and this is why she immigrated to Canada. And how could I know then that when someone is in this situation, they would become anxious and fearful and wary of other people. How could I know that as a four-year-old? I only saw her as a strong working farm woman who loved me. So even though I could read, write, speak fluent English and have several degrees for the most part, I did not have to worry about being understood or understanding, but I picked up this belief from my vodka. Now, if we look at families, the question comes up how can two kids from the same family have two very different inner experiences of the same event? Their perspectives and conclusions about life are different. The outer world is the same, but we make our inner world. So, we, if we have made it up in the past, we can release it, re examine it, reimagine it, redesign it. We have choices about how we perceive the world. So it's like the story of the two kids at the birthday party in their friend's backyard. They both see a pile of dung in the back corner of the yard. The one kid just starts to cry and runs, mommy, mommy, there's a pile of poop in the backyard. How can we have a birthday party? I want to go home right now. His sister is running around whooping and hollering, mommy, mommy, look, there must be a pony somewhere. Please help me find it. Same situation, two different interpretations. So think for a moment about your own family and how each sibling is a little bit different in terms of how they maneuver in life. Each one has their own private logic that unconsciously guides them in their life. So what if my perception, perception, my private logic is hindering me from living my full potential? What if my perspective is just a bit off? What if my private logic is a bit off am i missing out and not seeing what the universe is presenting to me every day we're back into the realm of i don't know what i don't know what if my lack of awareness of the beliefs underlying my perspective is sometimes a roadblock to my moving forward and flourishing awareness of my private logic can free me to view my world both inner and outer with new eyes and even possibilities so far unseen. Awareness is not just looking within. It is looking outside as well to see how the world looked through my tinted lenses. Unraveling that tint in those lenses can reveal some interesting surprises about how we're being and what we are doing in the world. So how do I become aware of the interplay of my inner and outer worlds? First of all, paying attention to patterns is a good first step patterns of behavior, patterns of being with people, patterns in all areas of our lives. Also working with a coach who can help you unearth those unconscious beliefs and guide you to releasing and creating new beliefs. Keeping a journal I have found has been really helpful for me. So it's not just about noticing what is happening, but more importantly, how is what is happening in my inner world impacting my experience in my outer world and vice versa? How is my heart responding? How is my body responding? What thoughts are surfacing related to this outer event? Now, that being said, it's not a simple task to undo years of creating neural pathways that support our private logic, our perceptions. It takes some work to rewire our brains. And this we can do, we know that now. neuroscience and neuroplasticity, we know that our brains are far more pliable than we ever thought. So begin to be aware at a deeper level, beyond the surface of noticing what happens in your life. Begin to notice how your perception created what is happening in your life. Begin to notice how your imagination and memories, experiences, your environment, have all created that private logic. Then realizing that we have choices about what we believe, and then we can move into designing and creating our transitions. Join me for the next episode when I will continue to talk about beliefs and perceptions and how we want to live in the present, the now, not in the past present and not in the future present. I will also give you some questions to reflect on that can spark your exploration into your private logic. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.